I'm Neil Osborne, and welcome to the Get to Yes podcast, where I teach, coach, consult, and speak on selling in the hair, beauty, and body industries. Have you noticed these days with your clients, or be they B2B salon owners or B2C salon and clinic clients, that being pushy just doesn't work? Talking doesn't work. However, asking and listening does. Throughout these podcasts, I'm going to discuss a style of selling that uses the skill of persuasion. Our belief is that you get to yes by listening, not telling. If you practice these persuasion skills, you'll become more successful, achieve greater results, gain that recognition you're yearning for, or maybe even just learn that selling can be fun. Hi, Neil Osborne here from The Sales Catalyst. Today I'd like to talk to you about growth, sales growth, how to get that extra growth out of your sales territory. If you're like most in-field salespeople I train and talk to, you're constantly thinking about, or maybe you're being encouraged to think about, how to increase your sales. Well, the answer is simple. There are only two ways. One, get your existing clients to buy more or attract some new clients. It's that simple. So let's take the first group, our existing clients. How do we get them to buy more? Firstly, and an important place to start is what I call the gap strategy. The gap strategy is where you have a very close look at what each of your clients are buying and look for the gaps. Most will have some gaps. Maybe they are buying your colour but not your developer or bleach. Or maybe they're using someone else's toners. In skin, I notice quite often that they can only be stocking a part of the range, claiming that their clientele is different. You know how that one goes. Or they only have certain types of clients. Or maybe your stockists only carry one range and not the other two or three ranges that you distribute. Whatever it may be, doing a gap analysis once a year can be very helpful in picking up some easy sales. After all, it's far easier and quicker and even more effective to expand an existing client's purchases than have to go and find new clients. After completing that gap analysis, you may find that a lot of clients are missing a certain segment or part of your range. Then maybe you could create a sell-in or sell-through promotion to support the introduction of that missing product to close up and fill the gap. After all, when the opposition rep walks in the door, what they look for is the gap. The gap that they can sell in their product. Your job is to close up those gaps. Your second job is to always be thinking about how to expand your clients' purchases. You know, each year when you get given your sales budget, your boss will explain to you that they want this much growth from your existing clients and this much growth in new business. So let's stay focused on your existing client basis for the moment. Once you've closed up the gaps, your next job is to look for ways and opportunities to increase sales or use of your products within each of your stockists. Primarily, there are two ways. I call it push and pull. The push philosophy is any pressure that you apply from within the salon or clinic to push your product through. In sales terms, this comes under sell-in. And the saying goes, stock sells stock. What I mean by that is if you were to convince a buyer to buy extra stock above and beyond their normal purchases, 
they will quite often apply pressure to the staff to promote it, hence the push. Examples of that could be that you've sold in a new seasonal colour collection, so the salon owner pushes the staff to promote it and sell it to clients. Or you've sold in a new collection of skin peels, so again the owner will push the staff to use and promote these new peels. Or maybe you've sold in a new retail range, or a range of Christmas packs. So what's the salon owner going to say? Yep, you've got it. Come on girls, let's promote these and sell these products or packs. All of these activities will result in increased sales for you and your stockist. Some of the other tactics that we can will group under the push strategy umbrella may include product knowledge training, client consultation training, sales skill and recommendation training. Refocusing with weekly team meetings can be very effective. Bundling promotions with other popular treatments. In salon or in clinic promotions of any type. New treatment menus are quite effective. New product introductions are always exciting. Staff incentives based on a number of treatments done or retail sales made. Daily and weekly targets and bonuses. Merchandising, secondary displays, impulse purchase displays on the front desk or any other area that may incur a response. All of these come under the push side of the strategy and not just the physical sell-in. But rather, it's a list of activities a good salesperson will use to stack their offer and build the buyer's confidence. You need to focus on stimulating extra in-business sales, which results in increased purchases from your key clients. Whether your focus is on the physical sell-in or the in-business activities, both fall under the push strategy, which in turn pushes your sales from inside the business out. The other side of stimulating sales is the pull strategy. Generally, pull strategies work to pull the product through the business or off the retail shelf. Mainstream advertising is a good example of a pull strategy. Unfortunately, mainstream advertising is not as effective as it once was. In today's terms, we would defer to social media, and as we've all learnt, if used correctly, it can create a heightened buzz, increased awareness, and definitely increased consumer demand. So what are some of these pull strategies that we could use? Well, they're only as good as your marketer's or your product manager's imagination. But here are some core examples. GWP, gift with purchase. A PWP, purchase with purchase. Lost leaders, a good example of that is at the moment on the radio, various laser clinics are using the lost leader strategy. You know, laser hair removal, underarms for $9. We can create value packs, Christmas packs, bonus offers. All of these are pull-through strategies. By offering extra value, products get pulled off the retail shelf. Window banners, especially if they contain an enticing offer, can also be very, very effective. Conditional offers can also work. For example, buy this and go in the drawer to win. Generally, a pull strategy is anything that stimulates a response or entices a client to respond or buy. Again, it's the astute salesperson I work with that endeavours to include one or two pull strategies into their sales concepts. 
the final phase of these two strategies is getting your buyer to buy into your idea. Let's face it, it's great to have ideas, but unless your buyer is ready to buy into your idea or concept, it will quickly become the best kept secret. For you to be highly effective here, it will boil down to how you introduce your pull or push strategy. So we need to proceed with caution and think about things from a business owner's point of view. After all, A-grade businesses are already successful. They are clear on their area of specialty, their pricing structures and how they like to wow their clients. You know, they already have a very strong business. Having a conversation around offering them help will just not cut it here. What A-grade businesses are interested in is new concepts, concepts that they can add to their existing business and offer to their existing clientele to increase their turnover. B-grade salons are still building. They are working hard with the view of becoming an A-grade salon soon. They need support. That is a company that is going to support their planned growth, a company that already has a variety of programs in place. That may be an established education program, regular in salon promotional concepts, online marketing concepts, or even just a good, solid, reliable product delivery system. For C-grade salons, they are heavily committed to working on the floor and are busy working in their business versus working on their business. C-grade salons look for ideas, ideas that are simplistic and that can be implemented easily and quickly. Finally, D-grade salons, they need help. However, be aware that there's an increasing number of people who have consciously decided to be a D-grade salon. So, as you discover more about the owners you are talking and listening to, adjust the ways that you suggest concepts, support or ideas, and you'll find a much better connection with those prospective clients and an increased buy-in to your push or pull concept. So let's reflect. We started today's podcast suggesting to secure extra sales from your sales territory, you had two possible choices. One, get your existing clients to buy more. Two, get lots of new clients. We focus today on some ideas and concepts around the pull and push strategies of building sales in salon or in clinic. Prior to hearing about push and pull, I always thought that stock sold stock and to increase sales, you simply had to increase the volume of product being sold in and the pressure of the owner to move or pay for that stock did the rest. When I first learned about push and pull, it was a real eye-opener for me and it created many other ways I could partner with my clients to help stimulate increased sales. We also discussed pull strategies and as highlighted, they can be equally powerful at increasing sales, client uptake on new treatments or in salon or in clinic promotions. The one thing I did notice was generally I needed to get my marketing department to help me out in some way with materials for pull strategies Whereas in a lot of cases, the push strategies, I could create the materials or the training events myself. While I enjoyed a lot of success with that stock sell stock strategy, as I matured into my role and wanted to work with larger clients, I started to have more and more success by helping my buyers formulate ways to push and pull my stock through their outlets using a mixture of these techniques. What are some of the push and pull techniques you can create for your clients to help them sell more? Until next time, enjoy your day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Get to Yes podcast. 
If you like what you've heard, please share it with someone you may know who's looking to become more persuasive or wants to diffuse resistance and get to yes more often. Until our next episode, you can visit me at thesalescatalyst.com.au.